Kevin, don't you already have this game? No, Mom, you idiot! I have Bloodstorm and Bone Squad and Bloodstorm 2, stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. We'll take a Bone Storm. Well, get two. I'm not sharing with Caitlin. That must be the happiest kid in the world. Psst. Hey, Simpson, check this out. Look what I got! It's the kind I like! Are you guys shoplifting? Four-finger discount, dude. Hello listeners, welcome to a very special Christmas edition of Four Finger Discount. We've gone back in time, it's not season 14, we've gone all the way back to season 7 to review one of my favourite episodes of all time. Everyone knows this, I always rave about this episode, one of my favourite endings of all time, it's episode 3F07, Marge Be Not Proud. I'm Dando. And I am Guy. Ho, 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 everybody. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas time here when Marge Be Not Proud is, I think I'm going to say it is my favourite Christmas episode of The Simpsons. I know a lot of people have that nostalgia for the the, the, the pilot episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Simpsons roasting on open fire, but I just relate to this episode so much because much like Mike Scully, who wrote this episode, I once stole something when I was a kid when mum... When I really wanted this this Disney Adventures magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Mum said no. And then I stole it, and Mum gave me the cold shoulder, much like Marge in this episode. Ooh. And it's just—it's very relatable. And it's just, yeah, I think this episode is just beautiful. And I actually put a tweet out um, last night on our Four Finger Discount Twitter at Four Finger Pod, thanking Mike Scully for giving us two of the most sweetest, beautiful endings of all time in The Simpsons. He gave us Lisa on ice, where Bart and Lisa reunite on the ice there, mm-hmm. and he gave us this one as well. And I just think, yeah, the ending of this. The payoff at the end is just amazing. It's a very good payoff, you're right. I mean, it's it's a good episode all the way through, uh, full of laughs, a bit of pathos, uh, but you're right, it does culminate in a lovely, lovely finale. It's not meant to be the funniest episode. I mean, it's it's, no. it's meant to be a Christmas episode. I think it just really, of all, uh, the pilot one does a good, it does a good job of encapsulating what it means to be, what it's like at Christmas time, but I think that one focused more on... That one focused more on home, where this one's more like Bart. And I think, like, just watching mm. this one, I just related to Bart. And like I said, like, I had the same story where I stole the Disney Adventures magazine. Have you ever stolen anything, Mr. Davis? Oh, yeah. Like, I was a terrible shoplifter for a, for a brief period in my teens. Really? Wow. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Not, 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 well, I say terrible. I mean, that's my conscience coming back to haunt me. But I pinched a few paperbacks, and I did get busted once. Okay. So, did Bobby, did Bobby know? No, that's Ooh, the thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I forgot exactly how this worked. Maybe I'm suppressing the memory, and now I'm copping to it. So, Mum, if you're listening, sorry, but um, I pinched a pair of knockoff Ray-Ban Clubmasters from Maya here in Geelong because uh, I thought they look cool, and I wanted to look like Jason Patrick on the uh, Lost Boys poster. Maybe, maybe uh, if I stand near the sunglasses, it looks sad. So, my Barbie one. <laughs> <laughs> See if. if if I'd seen this episode, I would have had a different strategy. Exactly. I tried to slip them into my pocket and got busted and taken up to the little room upstairs. And But they didn't call the cops and they didn't call my folks. I think there was just a whole kind of, I don't know, I got like a written warning or something. Yeah. I forgot exactly how it worked, but I <laughs> I got home, didn't tell the folks about it, burned that. And um, <laughs> that was pretty much it. Was he was he Don Brodka-esque? Was he, uh-huh. <laughs> no, this guy seemed like a more middle management. T- he, he looked like a maths teacher or a science teacher okay. or someone. So he wanted yeah. to teach you. He, he, yes. he more wanted to like scare you and then punish you. That's the thing. He it, it, he wasn't like cop like in his demeanor. He was like, ah, you know what? You think it's a victimless crime? And it's not. It was. More, <laughs> it's more like, well, you know, this is wrong, right? Like, <laughs> I know now. Why did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> But um, so you enjoyed the episode? I did. I like this one very much. I mean, I haven't, uh, I hadn't rewatched it in a while, but of course, you know, saw it a few times when it was in heavy rotation back in the day. So uh, no, I, I like this one. Good guest stuff by uh, our man Lawrence Tierney from uh, Seinfeld and Reservoir Dogs. You hear nothing, but every time he's on a show, you always see the note saying, "Oh, he's one of the most strangest guests to ever ever had, or one of the most difficult guests to ever have on." Well, apparently, he was wondering- a, apparently, he was a real pain in the ass with The Simpsons as well. Really? Because um, we we. When we uh, did the episode, well, the jacket, the jacket for Seinfeld, yeah, yeah, season two. 
talk about how nutty he was on the scene there and carrying around a knife like he was going to pull some gag where he was stabbing someone or something. Yeah, he's a bit of a character on Lawrence Tierney, but uh, got that got that great voice. So, yeah, perfect casting. I mentioned before, look, a few laughs in this, absolutely. Uh, it's a, you know, a sweet, enjoyable episode, but I think the thing that really hit me the most was how sort of scary it is when Marge turns off the affection tap. Yeah. It's it's like, oh, wow, this is... I mean, I'm sure everyone has had a stage in their life, you know, where they've disappointed a parent at some stage. They probably don't mean to, but they've done something thoughtless or careless. And it's worse. It, st- it sticks with you longer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they're old enough... You're old enough when you do that, your parent kind of goes, you should know better. It's not not like kind of a... Oh, well, you're a child and you make a mistake. More like, expected a bit better of you. And you're yeah. like, oh, shit. Is, it, is this what life's going to be like now? <laughs> I'm not allowed to fuck up anymore. <laughs> so, but the way it's played here um, by both Julie and Nancy, I mean, I think, but Julie especially, Julie Kavner, I think just does such a marvellous job in yeah, really turning down the temperature on Marge's uh, love and affection. And be like, oh, this would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually watch this from a different perspective this time because I've always seen it as Marge just being cold to Bart because she's annoyed with him and she's disappointed in him. There's two ways of looking at it. There's that aspect to it, but there's also there's a point, there's a line where she says, maybe I mother him too much. Mm. And I like to think that as the episode progresses from that point, she's not necessarily deliberately going out of her way to make his life worse or be, yeah. being mean to him or just ignoring him. She's just going, oh, well, you're a big kid now. Maybe... Maybe yeah. you're misbehaving because I am mothering you too much. So, you know, you can do your own marshmallow. It wasn't a case. Yeah. I've always watched that going, oh, Marge was just being mean and making him do it. But no, yeah. maybe I need to step back and let him be a big boy. And let him- maybe he wants to do it by himself. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I have no experience parenting as such, but I imagine that it's an evolving role as your children grow. I mean, I imagine the fundamentals of parenting remain the same. You want to steer your children in the right direction, make sure they make good decisions, make sure they learn from their mistakes, etc. But the way you do that and the way you interact with your child has to evolve as they evolve, as they develop. Yep. So there you go. That's <laughs> that's two cents worth of parenting from a guy with no experience. <laughs> and I just love... Take that to the bank. We don't get a great deal, but when we get nice margin Bart stories, mm. because the relationship between a... a a father and son and a mother and son are two completely different things in most oh, cases. Yes. So when we get Homer and Bart stories where it's, you know, the father and son reuniting or, you know, getting falling back in love again, it's always much different to when Bart and Marge do it. And I just think here, what sums this episode up so great that ending is she goes out of her way, does a good thing for Bart, but it's the wrong thing. But then Bart still goes yeah. along with it because he loves his mum. He doesn't yeah, want to exactly. he doesn't want to make her feel bad. And I'm like this is the side of Bart that made, it just felt very real. I, I said to Nicola, I said, this is an episode that if someone says to you, what is The Simpsons? It's the kind of episode you show them if you want to show them when the show's got heart. Like, I feel like I feel like yeah. it's hard to find an episode that has more heart in the last like five minutes of this episode. That's a good point, man. Yeah, yeah, very true. Very true. <gasps> hey, my favorite. So what's your favorite moment from the episode? Hmm. Well, like I said, I mean, it, it's... It feels weird calling it a, a, a favourite moment, but it's re- a moment that really has real impact and sort of yeah. a, a lingering impact is just, oh, here she comes. It's time for the tucking train. Good night. Yeah. And, ah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, come back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we forgot to mention that this episode's no mostly, not mo- no mostly, but it gave us Bone Storm. It's and, <laughs> as well as Lee Carvello's putting challenge. Yeah. Well, and let's not forget, folks. Um, it also gave us the immortal fa- uh, phrase four finger discount, dude." It is so weird when I time I watch this episode and hear him say that. I go, "Oh man," because like, it's the start of every podcast, you know? Yeah. So it was like yeah, this is this is episode was like the inspiration for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to um, think what else I really enjoyed. It's in just this. an episode that it's just you, you like the whole thing in general, don't you? I mean, I love the ending. The ending's the big part for me. I also yeah. love um, that just when he calls up Homer and Marge. That's right, Don Breaker. <laughs> But he's, talking, <laughs> but he's talking to an answer machine. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, That's right. And, and I was just a big fan of seeing Gavin as well. He's just a little shit. Oh, no. He's, he's By so two, I'm terrible. I'm sharing with Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true that when you're a kid and you see any kid misbehave, you're like, man, he must be like the happiest kid in the world. It's like, oh, no, yeah. he's not. When you see some spoiled little shit like that, it's like, oh, got it made. Yeah. I, I quote a lot from this episode. I do quote just, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. I quote that all the time. <laughs> Um, but whenever you, whenever a Simpsons fan is playing golf, you always select power drive. <laughs> power drive. Bolt is in. Parking lot. <laughs> but yeah, there's just, there's so much love about this episode. What about the, I don't remember seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right, it's time for some trivia. Next question. You there, eating the paste. I spoiled my first question. The answer, well, the question was, what's Gavin's sister's name? Which is Caitlin. So I'll jump to my next one. What games does Gavin already own? Ah, well, it's good that I've got multiple questions this time around because that was certainly one of them. Okay. He has, he has Bloodstorm, Bone Squad, and Bloodstorm 2. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Your next question. Um, what is Bart's stop? Uh, well, where does Bart get off the uh, sleepy train? Bart, is it to resty sleep? Where? Does she say where? Snoozy Lane. To rest his- yeah, she does too. Wow, I should have known that. I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I'm not. My next question is, what were... You give me three of them. Names of the other games that were surrounding Bonestorm. <gasps> no, I cannot do that. We had Swim Meat, Save Hitler's Brain, Canasta, oh. Canasta Master, or Canasta Master, uh, Operation Rescue, A Streetcar Named Death, and Robot Stampede. Nice. <laughs> um, who did Troy McClure make his plea deal with? Ah, uh, fuck. Nah, what is it? It's Foot Locker in Beverly Hills. That's right, yes. <laughs> and my next question is, we may remember him from which two films did he mention in this? <laughs> Designated Drivers, The Life-Saving Nerds, <laughs> and Phony Tornado Alarms Reduce Readiness. They do indeed. Uh, my last question to mm-hmm. you, or do you have yeah. another one after I've this? I've got one more, but you can give me one more. Yeah. No, I've got a few more. Okay. Okay. Where is the other try and save? Ah, oh, that's another one I should know. Uh, yeah, damn, killing you, it. You, well, you did well. Well done. What, what is it? <laughs> uh, it's in Valley Vista. Valley Vista. We need to do another Simpsons trivia night. You need to write the questions, but... The thing is, with trivia nights, you're going to do questions that... You're going to have a couple of really hard ones, but they can't be too hard where nobody no. gets it. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise like, this night sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse, worse than, than nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> My final question. What do you push to unleash a power drive on Lee Carvalho's putting challenge? Oh, was it 787? Well done, yes. Oh, nice. You win this trivia, sir. <laughs> Huzzah. Do I have one more for you? You do. Go for it, yeah. Oh, okay then. Uh, what did Warren Burke do, and where was he from? Who is he again? Uh, he's getting a letter from uh, Kirk and Luann. Getting a Christmas card from Kirk uh, and Luann. Was he like... Oh, were Kirk uh, and Luann still together at this stage? They're still together at this... Uh, yeah. yeah. A yeah. Christmas card from the Van Houtens. Yeah, yeah. Around about this time was when this that other episode aired. Fucking hell. I'm, nah, I'm blanking again. Damn it. All right. Warren used to tune their piano. Tune the piano, that's great. Right. And he's yeah. from Mechanicsburg. You did, that was good trivia, Mr. Davis. Well played. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Go on. Mm-mm-mm, that's good trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is trivia for Marge Be Not Proud. We're not going to take a break. We're getting straight into this. No rest breaks here. It's a Christmas special. Let's do it. All right, so. You mean I have to go to the toilet like this? You do. The original okay. air date of I'm March, done. <laughs> Brown was December 17th, 1995. Almost 26 years to the week. Wow. Wowee. It was written by Mike Scully, as I mentioned, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, and guest starred Phil Hartman as Troy McClure, Lawrence Tierney as Don Brodka. Chipboard gag, I will stop talking about the 12-inch pianist. <laughs> and the couch gag was home and notices a plug in the middle of the floor and he pulls it out and everyone gets sucked down the drain. Hmm. Episode kicks off with the kids watching It's a Crusty Kind of Christmas. I love these kind of Christmas specials. Mm. But don't watch the Star Wars one. <laughs> I'd never have and I never will. Yeah, you've said that actually. Yeah. It's um Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you can't even watch it to be ironic. It's like it's it's 
it's just really bad. <laughs> yeah, and I've, the Star Wars brand has kind of been a bit degraded over the years. I mean, by this point, it has, yeah, um, or just a bit diluted, shall we say? They've just they've gone back to the golden goose and squeezed too many eggs out of its butt one too many times. That's how geese work, isn't it? Um, sure, yeah. But um, I don't know. I just don't want to see something that was made at the height of Star Wars glory that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Even though, look, I may watch it and go, oh, my God, this is actually Star Wars canon. It's perfect. Keep it in there. But no, I just get the feeling it's going to be terrible and I don't want to see it. It's like 10 minutes of people making Wookiee sounds. (laughs) Yeah, I I just get the feeling it would... There's a lot of talk about, oh, George Lucas ruined my childhood. Or even another R word that I'm not going to say here. But... um, I get the feeling this would kind of be do retroactive damage to my childhood if I watched it, so I'm not going to watch it. Yes, don't do it. Don't do it at all. But yeah, it's a crusty kind of Christmas. and This I'd watch. Yes. It's um, sponsored by ILG, selling your body's <laughs> chemicals after you die, and Little Sweetheart Cupcakes, a subsidiary <laughs> of ILG. <laughs> I love that sort of Soylent Green gag that's yeah. like, God, what's it, Little Sweetheart Cupcakes? Yeah, exactly. Oh. He, he, he does the, the cliche... Oh, hello. Like, he doesn't know they're going to be there. <laughs> I didn't see you there. You can see people behind the window from the studio. <laughs> oh, the crew, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you're watching something, right, and you notice there's like a boom mic coming down or whatever, do you like point it out and do you acknowledge it or do you just go, nah, it wasn't there? Do you think it, like, sometimes it takes you out of the moment? A little bit, yeah. Like, um, I think it depends on how much goodwill the show has sort of, or whatever, yeah. has, has built up to that stage. I mean, sometimes it can be part of the charm. It's like, these people are clearly making this for five bucks uh, and love. You know, they're not, uh, they just, ah, we want to make a movie. And, okay, their, their technical skills aren't quite up to snuff, so occasionally the boom mic's going to sneak in or the set rattles a little bit. I mean, I don't know. If you can feel genuine affection and ambition in what they're doing, it's like, eh, I'll let it slide. That's why I avoid like moviemistakes.com because once I know the mistakes there, it's all I ever see. There is that true. I mean, uh, there's the great Alfred Hitchcock movie, North by Northwest. Yep. There's a scene where uh, someone's about to shoot someone in a, in a crowded room and there's this one little kid who puts his fingers in his ears like two seconds oh, before the okay. gun goes off. Yep. And once you, once you know he's there, it's all you can see in that scene. <laughs> it's like when in Halloween, the original, where you see the spanner or the wrench on the person's hand when they're smashing the window. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right. That's how they smashed it. <laughs> but yeah, he, so he, he go, he hears Carol is at the door. He opens it up and it's for a respected private citizen, Tom Landry. Or Tom Landry. <laughs> is it Tom Landry? Tom Landy. Tom Landry. Tom Landry. Landry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is who? That's a really good question. I mean, I think he might be like a football coach. I thought he was a footballer or a football coach. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, it is, because he, he, Homer wears Tom Landry's hat, of course. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But let's learn a little bit more about him, though, shall we? An American professional football player and coach. He was the first head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, a position oh. he held for 29 seasons. Well, there you go. Are you looking at Wikipedia? Because I'm looking at Wikipedia. And they're yes. saying the same thing. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> he but, left us in 2000. God bless you, uh, Tom Landry. Yes, there we go. But um, he can't understand, he can't pronounce the other one. South American sensation Shushasha Shushashi. <laughs> so she and is. I... She was actually in the episode. She, but except she looks much younger. Remember the when they go to Brazil and there's yeah. a Talabubi show and the woman's. Ah, okay. That's her. Because is she an actual? She's an actual. T- so she's a, a, the. Her name is Zusha or something. It's X U X A. That's the oh, that's yeah. the person's name, and she hosts the actual version of that show. Which which Talibubis was the takeoff of, so that's who she is. So that she this was her first appearance on The Simpsons. She appears in was it Blame It on Lisa? That's what it's called. Yeah, that's right. Zusha, I've heard of. Yeah. Okay. So this was meant to be Zusha, but they just made her look, the takeoff. Ma- on Zusha. They made her look more realistic in this. And then when she was on the other, okay. the, the Blame It on Lisa, she was much. She looked much younger. Anyway, right. <laughs> it's one thing I hate. And it seems to have taken root in mm. recent times. I think it started probably with the X Men movie came out, the first one. How people pronounce him, people pronounce it Pro- Professor Xavier. It's like, yeah. no, it's Xavier. Xavier, yeah. No, Xavier. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> Old man yells out cloud. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, no, the X is basically like said like a Z. Yes. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Not, not that difficult. We get the video Christmas card from Tupac. 
Was Tupac gone by this point? No, nah, he That's wasn't. Nineteen ninety-five. So you're still with us. So both he, Tom Landry, and Tupac, still with us in the nineties. Yes. Like I said, better time to be alive. As um as Bart says, you know, Christmas is all about people where people of all religions come together to worship Jesus Christ. We then see the Bone Storm commercial, and man, I would play the shit out of this game when I was a kid. It looks so it, good. It looks sick. It basically looks like Goro versus Goro. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's a Mortal Kombat that's all Goro all the time. And I love it. Like, when I was playing Mortal Kombat as a kid, if I wasn't allowed to go Sub-Zero or Goro, I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> Sub-Zero was always my go-to. Who was your go-to? I think we talked about this. I, I think I was either... I think I was a Liu Kang guy. That's right. You said Liu Kang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, I don't know, he had, some, he had some neat combos. Oh, God, I'll tell you what. I still remember the day that I actually... Made it to the final boss, made it to Goro, and took him out. Oh, what a day! <laughs> Could this be the greatest day of my life? Hello, <laughs> a penny. <laughs> but anyway, so we get there. Yeah, I found half a cigarette on the floor of the penny parlor. <laughs> a ciggy, a ciggy. <laughs> <laughs> but there, yeah, the commercial is just great. Bummy Bones someone go to hell. Such an iconic line now. Oh. It just gets said over and over and over again. <laughs> Every Christmas now, social media, you always get people putting up pictures of like a, a fake version of Bonestorm saying, look what I got for Christmas. <laughs> what would you prefer? Lee Carvalho's putting challenge or Bonestorm? Hmm. Even, even at my advanced age and with you know a little bit of golf under my belt, I don't play as regularly as I used to. In fact, I haven't played in a few years. Um, Bonestorm. No, I, th- <laughs> I, think, I think it's Bonestorm. It's got to be Bonestorm. <laughs> So Bart walks in. Buy me bones, someone go to hell. Homer's, young man, in this house we say a little word called please. <laughs> That's me now. So like, as an attitude, I want this. I'm like, say please. And Nicholas like, no. First of all, we need to sort out this fucking attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but Marge says no due to the price and distract you from your schoolwork and they're violent. All good points, but they don't result in him getting the game. <laughs> it's Homer, hard to argue with that kind of logic. Exactly. Then Homer brings up his story about the electric football game very similar to his I like stories <laughs> well good night <laughs> did you what was your thing <clears throat> as a kid that you really really wanted and your parents got it for you what was it gosh that's a very good question I think it might have been and this is sort of pre Nintendo and all that kind of shit I mean they had Atari systems mm-hmm. but they also had like handheld video games Oh, yeah, I've, I've like Game Boys and shit, but they'll... they'll well, oh, no, no, you've brought yeah. this up, and I've looked this up on eBay, and it's like, <clears throat> I was going to look it up and buy one for you, once you mentioned it on the podcast, and which it was like $300, and I was like, oh, I don't like that No, <laughs> which one? Which one were you thinking Donkey of? Donkey Kong. Oh, okay. No, there's those, but there were these other ones that were a bit more colourful, oh, okay. a bit bigger as well. I think we were travelling internationally at the time, and we were stopped off in Singapore or something, and I, of course, I'm... Like, oh, wow, this is before everything got very globalised and everything was the same everywhere. Uh, but I was, yeah, in the, like an airport gift shop or toy shop and they had like a Pac-Man standalone game. Cool. Except it was called Puck Monster. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was basically Pac-Man and it looked really dope. It's like, these are incredible graphics for 1983 or whatever it was. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's nearly Christmas time, Dad. Come on. <laughs> and Dad, who I had a good chat with my mum the other day. You know, we were sort of talking about, yeah, you know, life and my dear departed father and things like that. And Mum, bless, was saying, I was, I was saying, what you know, was what was Dad like as a parent? Oh, he's soft as butter. Yeah, give you anything. <laughs> like, good on you, Dad. <laughs> and that's and that's what he did in this case. I would have so, paid um, a pack, <laughs> No one else is going to have it. It's going to be so popular. <laughs> so, um, and honest, well, I mean, 
The thing is, he couldn't mute it either. Oh, so okay. I must have, I must have driven my parents fucking insane by. <laughs> I don't know if it had the official Pac-Man music, but it had this. That's the start of every game. Yeah, and we're not springing for separate rooms on the trip, so you know, here's Bob and Margaret trying to get some sleep in there, and which I suppose is better than anything else I could be getting up to in bed at that stage. My mum says the three themes that just haunt her memory are. Alex Kid and Miracle World, Wonder Boy theme from Sega Master System 2, and Sonic the Hedgehog, the original Sonic the Hedgehog. She goes, I used to listen to you play that for hours, and it's the same theme for hours. Sorry, folks. It's just, yeah, that's the way video games worked back in the day. They made like a 30 seconds of music or a minute of music and then just loop it, wouldn't they? <laughs> they would indeed. Now, hang on a sec. I am I'm just currently looking on Google. Yeah. And I think I may have found... Well, I found a YouTube thing about... Oh, hang on. Yeah, here you go, Dan. Oh, I'm just about to show you. Okay. I don't know if you can see that. I can see that, yeah. yes. So, is this the Puck Monster? Oh, yeah, I see it there. It's all black and that. Yeah, yeah. That looks pretty yeah, legit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's black with a yellow surround. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send you the actual picture, it's but like that's early, what I had. It's like an early Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, um, but it was about the size of a little smaller than, say, an iPad. Okay, so it's pretty yeah. big then. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, chewed up batteries like nobody's business. <laughs> but, but I it kept, loved but it. it kept you quiet. I loved it, and I loved you, Dad, for getting it for me. And yes. Mum as well. Mum was probably like, don't get in that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, Margaret, <laughs> be quiet. It's Christmas time. <laughs> Just give the boy something. <laughs> I gave my footy and nothing worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace, Dad. I love you. (laughs) Tucking time. All aboard the sleepy train to visit Mother Goose. Barty's stop is Snoozy Lane to rest his sweet caboose. Mom, I'm not a little kid anymore. Tuck-in time is lame. Well, if loving my kids is lame, then I guess I'm just a big lame. Mom, it's lame to be proud of being lame. Well, life is like a box of chocolates. Mom, no. Mom! You're gonna get... Marge, tucks in Bart. So this is where we get the... They're setting up the story of... Uh, I just think everything here, all the all the seed planting in this first act, just pays off so beautifully later on. So you get oh, yeah. Bart here. Oh, my God, here she comes, tucking me in. Like, Mom, I'm... You know, tucking Tom's lame. And, you know, I actually yeah. got here. I dread the day where... I've said this before on the podcast, where Elliot and Holly don't want to hang out with me anymore. Like, it's not cool yeah. anymore. Because as much as I... I say dread, but, like, bedtime can be a fucking hassle sometimes. I will miss it. I know I'll oh, miss yeah. it, you know. But um, yeah, I felt sorry for Marge here. But it's still, it's almost like it didn't quite sink into. She's like, oh, be quiet, Marge. You know you like it. She's not taking yeah, it. Yeah. She's not really. No, she's not taking it personally. No, no, no. Bart is now sad. He's walking down the street and he notices that there's a 99 cent sign for Bonestorm at the front of the Android's dungeon. He's like, I'm in there. I mean, fucking 99 cents. I've been buying that game as well. We get the comic book guy being a bit of a smart ass. Since you are unfamiliar with sarcasm, I shall close the register <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Remind me who voices comic book guy. That would be Hank Azaria, I reckon. Let's have a look. Okay. I'm pretty sure it sounds like a Hank, Hank job. It is Hank Azaria, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, you think you can sort of pick Hank's stuff? I think he's certainly got some real go-tos. like, oh, that's definitely him. But that's kind of like, that's really good work by Mr. Azari, if that's the case, because that feels very, very different to anything else that he does or that he's sort of best known for. I'm pretty sure he based the voice on like his old dorm mate at, oh, okay. at high school, or at college, who used to be, used to talk just like that. It would just be incredibly sick. It's incredible how that's become- Woody Allen? Almost like, <laughs> actually, yeah, that didn't sound anything like comic book guys. Like, oh boy, it's, it's Christmas time again. Um, <laughs> But it's incredible how comic book guy's voice has kind of become the default voice for... Sarcastic nerd. Sarcastic nerds. Yeah. yeah it's for sure. I mean, the, uh, the, Is the, it, oh, am I going to have to go see Spider-Man No Way Whom, am I? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how Apu became every white man's voice for Indians. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, I think that was kind of a thing before then, though. That, I think... Um, actually, yeah. 
for a certain generation, that was yeah. Yeah, the go-to. I think before then, people were probably doing like Peter Sellers or something. Think of how from- many Seven Eleven stores I like clerks had to be had people saying to him, "Thank you, come again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the nineties. What a yeah. time. Anyway. Apologies, to, apologies to the, found, we, yes. the fine counter jockeys of convenience stores everywhere. So, is obviously this is also where we get introduced to Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. Bart's not interested in that at this point or ever. He walks home and he sees that, or he notices over here's Millhouse has got Bone Storm. Millhouse has Bone Storm. This is great, and all I've done is answer my name. Thrill House. Welcome, Thrill Ho. Another iconic <laughs> moment. But just see the visual though, the, the 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 sound blowing his hair back and the purple and yeah, it's just yeah, awesome, that terrific sort of eighties image. Um, I, I don't know what was it actually a poster or an ad for. I think it was for either Panasonic or or some stereo brand. Yeah, where it had the you know the dude sitting in the chair, it's just whoosh, yeah, blowing his hair back and everything. I um, <laughs> I love this scene because it really. It really encapsulates what that moment was like when you were a kid, particularly well, in the 90s anyway, when you really wanted a video game, you had to wait for it, you had to wait for it, you had to wait for it, and you finally put it in, and you're excited about everything about it. Oh, yeah. The opening <laughs> credits, putting your name into the game, everything about it, you're like, oh my God, I'm playing the game. It's just, yeah, <laughs> so good. But uh, Bart wants to play. Milhouse doesn't want to share because he's a little shit. Yells out, Bart swearing. That was pretty shitty by Millhouse. I mean, I tend to be Team Millhouse on a fair few occasions, but you know, this was douche behaviour. Oh, 100%. You know? yeah, little shit Bring there. in play, mate. It's Ready Player Two, dude. Yeah. It's like you've got two controllers. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like me, though. So I got this Lego, right? Mm-hmm. And my mate came over. I had the Simpsons Lego. I ended up getting it. And my mate came over. This is about three months ago. And he's like, oh, you got Simpsons Lego? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, we should build it. And I'm like, I kind of want to build it by myself. <laughs> but I don't have this the heart, a, so I'll let him share. This is a dando build. <laughs> but we're now at the try and save. And did you notice on the front it says, in honor of the birth of our savior, try and save is open all day on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. He has the idea, maybe if I stand next to the games looking sad, someone will buy it for him. That doesn't work. Um, but there's a great shot here where he's just holding it up and he's looking at the game like, one day I will own you. You know, he's just, he looks happy and sad at the same time. It's just a great look on the face. Then Gavin arrives, the happiest oh. kid in the world. Such a great design. It's almost like a Gavin thin, as well. a thin Nelson. A little bit, yeah. But he's got that. Uh, the, the, he's got the, the 90s Jonathan the Taylor Thomas hair, yeah. <laughs> uh, but with the the shitty braid as well. The and soccer yeah, mum, walkie entitlement. What a little douche. I know. Then Jimbo and Nelson explain the the idea of shoplifting to them. It's a victimless crime, like punching someone in the dark. <laughs> That's a good line, actually. But this is where we get the, the four-finger discount that you're mentioning. This is where the this is literally the, the scene that spawned the name of four-finger discount. Go on, say it, dude. Four-finger discount, dude. Pretty good. That wasn't good. I've got a blocked nose for some reason. It's annoying me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but but uh, you know, he thinks about it here. I've got him I've got him my notes. Great score. So it's like uh, it would have been Alf at the time doing the, the score of this. Or was it Danny Elfman? No, Danny Elfman did the theme. I'm pretty sure Alf mm. did like the overall thing. Um, did, Dan- oh, did Danny Elfman do the theme? Was that Alf? Yes. He did do the yeah, theme, didn't yeah, he? Danny yeah. Elfman did the theme. I think yeah. Alf Clausen did the, um, the score. Did the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I he, Basically, he, he's like, you can see into Bart's mind purely from the music. It's like, goes through all the emotions mm. of, should I take it, should I not? What's going to happen? I just thought it was really, really well done. And then we get all the different uh, Nintendo characters. And Sonic <laughs> and whatnot going. Take it, it the Mario and Luigi, yeah. It's a store. Take it. It's so rich. <laughs> they never notice. But uh, just take it. Yeah, I love that. Goes against his instincts because Bart, what this episode does is shows you Bart is a good kid mm. and he's just a kid and he made a bad yeah. decision here. Bad impulse control. Yes. And he decides to steal it. And um, yeah, so he, he walks out. And he, he he's, he's a bit sort of like weary of, you know, someone might, might might be catching me, but he gets out the front and he thinks, shit, fuck, I've got away with it. Was this you with the glasses? I got away with it. I'm free. Yeah, I didn't make it out. I'm wondering about the um, lawfulness of how far you can get away from a particular store. I mean, of course, you've well, got to wait till you're out the door because, you know, I mean, if you- You're not taking stolen it yet. Yeah, I wonder if you take it and put it like back just as you- before you go out the door, it's like, 
okay, well, <laughs> what can I do? The kid didn't. Uh, the kid didn't actually steal it. Yeah. But I think once you take it out, but how far can you get away from the store before, you know, their jurisdiction ends? Well, apparently now this was the case of supermarkets, at least anyway. Security aren't allowed to chase after them once they've left the store. Oh. So it's up to the police to get them after that. So the security can stop them at the door, but once they've left the, the store, security are not allowed to chase after them. Hmm. Seems like a weird okay. rule. Certainly does. Anyway, there probably would be a bit of shoplifting from supermarkets these days. Have you seen much? Like stakes have got little alarms on them now, or yeah. little locks on them. Yeah, it's like uh, when you, you know, buy a, a phone at JB or a shirt at uh, Admire or something. It's like let's just get that security tag. Yeah. On. They got security tags on stakes. <laughs> One thing I do do sometimes is I'll get apples. I'll be like, which apples are on special this week? I'll put those ones through the self-serve checkout. Uh, okay. Well, that's a victimless crime. Hey, look, it's not. They're, they're saving money by not paying a, a person. Like, I'm doing it myself. It's this is fun. why I always go through the, um, the yeah, actual I, human I, checkouts. I, yeah. I very rarely go through the self-serve checkout. I'm outside. I got away with it. I'm free. Sir, would you open your coat, please? Uh... I don't think this is the kind of coat that opens. Please step back in the store, sir. That boy's parents must have made some terrible mistakes. Shut up, Mom! It's now the beginning of Act Number Two, and Bart is getting walked through the store by Don Brodka. Santa offers him some candy. No, no, not for him. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> they go at the back. I thought this was fantastic, the way they designed the back of the store. Because as you, when you're a kid, you're like, what's back there? You know, sometimes oh, you see yeah. the workers go out the back, you're like, oh, what is that? You, you get like a little Ooh, sneak is it peek. Like, is it like Willy Bonkers yeah. factory? <laughs> yeah, yeah, And you exactly. get out there and it's like, it's grey and depressing as all hell. Like, there's this random woman smoking in a bra. <laughs> <laughs> the, the flickering light and everything. It's just, it's exactly what it was like at the back of Cole's Cario. Women in bra and all. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, um, yeah, they're, they're walking through, they go into, um, Don Brodka's office and he shows him the Shoplifters Beware video hosted by that's Troy such McClure. A, yeah, hosted by Troy McClure. But that's such a 90s bloody logo as well. Do, 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 do. Shoplifters, slump, beware. <laughs> like Married with Children. <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such public service videos as designated drivers, the life-saving nerds, and phony tornado alarms reduce readiness. I'm here today to give you the skinny on shoplifting, thereby completing my plea bargain with the good people at Foot Locker of Beverly Hills. Shoplifting began here in ancient Phoenicia. Thieves would literally lift the corner of a shop in order to snatch the sweet, sweet olives within. Oh, Shaheka Zaramesh, will you ever learn? Flash forward to ancient Babylonia. All right, show's over. Uh, excuse me? You think you're pretty smart, don't you? No. Don't smart off to me, smart guy. I, I, I could pay for the game. I'll pay for it. You know, that kind of mush might fly at Lamps Plus, but don't peddle it here. If I wanted smoke blowing up my ass, I'd be at home with a pack of cigarettes and a short length of hose. Okay, so yeah, we got Troy McClure, who has um, yeah, clearly got a few shoplifting indiscretions in his past as well. Footlocker Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> I just love here that the, like Bart's, they've watched the video and Bart's now racing home. Gotta change the tape. My guy gotta change that tape. Gotta change Maggie. Dude, God, we gotta change Maggie. <laughs> that was just so funny and it's just so relatable now. Like Maggie, uh, wait, Maggie, uh, Holly. We, we <laughs> should be home for like hours and then we get in the car and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, oh. you're not shitting now, surely. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the by the way, just to rewind a little yeah. bit, and um, sorry to interrupt your lovely baby shitting <laughs> anecdote. <laughs> I, I just loved on the way out that um, Bart says understood everything but capiche. Yes. Oh, how funny was that? <laughs> but yeah, so the racing home, the changing the tape. You think that Homer's beaten uh, Homer's beaten uh, Bart, but he hasn't. Starts playing Alan Sherman. Ali Sh- uh, Alan Sherman, Cameron Granada, which I just never found funny. Like the song, I, mean, I, find, I find this scene funny because Homer is, is Lisa at Camp Granada. It's hilarious. But I went on YouTube and listened to the full song as part of this like recap uh, of this okay. review, and all the comments are like, "This is one of the most funniest songs ever. Such an icon." I'm like, "Is it really that funny?" Um, I think maybe you had to be there and probably not have a lot of other options. <laughs> That's the I've not I. I don't recall having heard the whole thing of Camp Granada. Yeah. 
So I can't speak with any authority, but uh, just even based on the little bit I've heard, I'm like, mm, nah, not for me. Nah. So Marge is annoyed that home got nothing but nog. We're going to get 30 sweet nuggy days. I've never drunk <laughs> eggnog before in my life. Nor have I. What's it? So it's, I'm assuming it's got egg in it. Is it just uh. egg? Is it milk with eggs in it? I'm not too sure. Oh. But Marge, and maybe a bit of brandy. I think it might have like, does it have any of the alcoholic in it? Uh, maybe. I'm not too yeah. sure. But Marge says they're going to be getting the family Christmas photos today and Bart's super excited until he finds out they're going to meet the try and save. Nice little visual gag of the kettles going off behind his ears. <laughs> Bart then has the vision of juvenile hall as well as mentioning earlier. And um, yeah, the... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, Jimbo all happy that he got the March 8 newspaper for Christmas. I love the optimism of Bart. So they're getting all these shit gifts. Come on, new bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to get that at uh, what the what they call the proud home of soap bar beating. Oh, is that what they say? That's, what the yeah, sign that's, says. that's its logo. Yeah, yeah. okay. I mean, th- there was a... Oh, a very good but very gnarly 80s movie called Bad Boys, not the Will Smith, Martin Lawrence one, but this is an early one with Sean Penn where he gets sent to juvie. And I don't know if he gets beaten with bars of soap in a pillowcase or maybe it's cans of Coke in a uh, in a pillowcase. Full oh, Metal no, Jacket style. The soap bar beating is Full Metal Jacket. That's right. Yeah, yeah they do it to poor old Goma Pile. That's fucking one of the hardest scenes to watch, that one. It really is. Poor old D'Onofrio. Yeah, just holding him down there. Not fun at all. Yeah. But, um, but, but- uh, yeah, putting a bunch of stuff in a pillowcase and then going to town on someone. Mm. But Bart is taking a long time upstairs because he's trying to put his makeup on. Marge, do you have a problem with your zipper? I could send your father up. Oh, no, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, sorry to uh, do a little bit of sidetrack. Eggnog. Okay. Historically also known as milk punch or egg milk punch. When <laughs> when alcoholic beverages are added, is a rich, chilled, sweetened dairy-based beverage. Okay, dairy-based, um, yeah. It is traditionally made with milk, cream, sugar, whipped egg yolks, and egg whites. So it's basically milk and eggs. Yeah, it sounds horrific for you, but yeah, but you add a bit of cream and sugar. So it's basically what delicious. Rocky, what Rocky had to get started in the morning, yeah, yeah, true. except with cream and sugar. Yeah, extra sugar to make it even better. <laughs> But Bart has got the disguise on, and Marge just says to him, look, I just want one nice family photo, another sea plant here for what's to come later on. Mm. But um, it's such a mum thing, isn't it? I just want one nice family photo. It's very, very, very Marge. Do you do those? Do you do family, like traditional- Not anymore. Official Dando family uh, Christmas photos? Not really. No, we've never been a family. There's, there's barely any photos of all four of us, like my sister and my dad and I and my mum. Right. In the same photo. We just didn't get family photos. My dad's not mm. a very photo person. There's a lot of photos of my mum and, and us. My dad just didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just how my dad is. But yeah, we get the, the various shit photos that have happened over the years and Homer holding up the ice stink or whatever. I don't remember seeing that. <laughs> Margin locks all the, cars, uh, all the car doors on the way there. And this is where Bart has the vision of the car seat turning into Brodka. And how great is it? Catfish. Uh, everyone's all excited for the day at the store do you remember those days when like it was like a day out to go shopping oh yeah absolutely I mean a family day out yeah I mean you'd either go to the big department store yeah or the mall or even bigger if you're from Geelong go to Melbourne yeah that was a that was a big one yeah that was sick yeah (laughs) But um, I just remember, like, you go out and, like, I would always want to go to, like, the CD shops, the music shops where I would go. My sister wanted to go yeah. to the clove shops, and we all had that, like, our thing. Just It was just very nostalgic seeing the family yeah, like, excited to go right, in. Meet me, yeah, we'll all meet back here in two hours. This is before you could buy things from your phone online, from your house. You had to go to the shop to, to go. Th- <laughs> and just the- hand, hand over money. Yes, exactly right. But, um, yeah, it was just very cool. But Bart's sticking back, though, because he's a bit scared. Somebody's got tired little legs. <laughs> Homer in this as well, I feel like this. every character in this felt very real. Mm. They didn't feel like cartoon characters. They all acted the way most normal people would. Bart tries to avoid the security cameras, accidentally sits on the chair that has the alarm attached to it. Then Marge points out a ring that she wants. This was fucking great. <laughs> well, maybe someone will get it for you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> What did he end up getting? Was it the ironing board cover? Or? Now she'd be really surprised when she opens up the ironing board cover. <laughs> do you know what you want for Christmas? And also, this is me asking you, know, do you know what you want for Christmas? Because I've got to get you something. Oh, no, but- don't give me anything. Uh, this year, basically what I did this year was just bought the records that I wanted. 
And then Nicola said, all right, everyone, give me money and you can have this one, you can have this one, you can have this one. <laughs> but there's a couple of books that I wanted as well. I wanted um, it's a wrestling book called Mox. It's a wrestler called John Moxley. Ooh. I wanted the uh, the Simpsons recipe book that came out uh, early, uh, late, uh, about two months ago, I think. And there's another book I wanted as well. I can't quite remember. I remember mm. sending Nicola the link. But um, yeah, there's a couple of board games that I wanted as well. But yeah, the, the records were my thing. I love getting records now. It's kind of like my... I don't get records throughout the year anymore. It's like my birthday, Father's Day, and Christmas. I just say, I want these records. Please, if you have the money and you want to buy me something, get me this. <laughs> what about yourself? What, do you, what are you after? I've got no idea. That's the thing. I mean, you know, I've got the Davis family Chris Kringle thing coming up. My sister Joanne is buying for me. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, Lou's asking me what I want. And I say, I don't know. I've, I mean, I'm actually reaching that stage where I'm trying to get rid of shit as opposed to accumulate more. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm so, so much stuff. Maybe like it, <laughs> an experience like, you know. Um, oh, oh, actually, I'll tell you what. I'm, put, I'm throwing this out. Something I wouldn't mind. A telescope. Okay. Yeah. A telescope. A proper good telescope. I bought Elliot one yeah. off Kogan. It was fucking terrible. Okay, well, I'm, I'll probably go to like the, to the National Geographic Shop, yeah. the Australian Geographic Don't Shop. Don't get it off Kogan. I got off Kogan and <laughs> I pulled it out all excited. Alex could use the microscope and it only works for things that are really thin. Can't use rocks and stuff and uh, not good. Telescope's no good. Not, did you get him a microscope or a telescope? Yeah, it was both. Oh, okay. the same set and um, yeah, no good. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'd, I somehow get the feeling either I wouldn't mind a proper telescope. I wouldn't mind doing a bit of nice stargazing yeah that, that does sound like a very Guy Davis kind of thing mm. I've already and got your could... I've already got your Christmas present and <gasps> safe to say it is not a thing it's an experience <gasps> wow it's like I read your mind <laughs> <laughs> it's not a telescope <laughs> okay <laughs> looking forward to this Dan <laughs> um, but anyway so back but to I'm it. glad but I'm glad that you uh, mentioned a couple of things that, that you may end up under the tree on Christmas Day for you, or <laughs> more likely given the supply chain a few days into the new year. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, uh, they all arrive at the photo centre now, and Flanders are, are the models for the for the photos. Uh, remember when you used to have to do this? You have to go to Kmart or whatever to get your photos taken as a family, and then there'd be like the, the photo booth there. Flanders got the, the mock-up of the Time magazine. <laughs> must have been a pretty slow century. Then this is where... Uh, Bart sees Brodka and we had the really good music cue there of like doo like it's dread like Bart's like oh shit he's here it's like, it's like uh, fucking when the alien's running behind in the air vent oh, like, yeah. it's like oh my god he's gonna be here somewhere he tries to get the guy to rush to, to hurry up unfortunately this is where Maggie starts crying because Marge takes the pacifier out of her mouth <laughs> I loved him trying to be try the air yeah do the um, oh time for Mr. Funny oh it's air oh it's just air <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because when you do those balloons you're probably on a voyage because you think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very true, actually. But Bart gets yanked during the photo as it's being taken. I'm like, come on, Don, I know he's a shithead, but mm. let them take the fucking photo first. <laughs> yeah, no, Don's not brooking any nonsense at all. No, I thought I told you to stay away. Marge refuses to believe that Bart could be a shoplifter. You know, how great is this next line? First, she's a kid stealing games or whatever. Next to be a grown man stealing stadiums and quarries. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he, Bane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking about Tierney sort of wrapping his head around those lines. Yeah. This, is meant to, this is meant to be funny. So apparently he refused to say any line that he didn't understand. Oh, God. So I, I heard some things and I'm thinking, there's no way Brodger understood that line or, or at least thought that that line was funny. But <laughs> it's one of those things where you just have to get him to say it. Stadiums, right? Quarries. <laughs> Marge says she knows in her heart that, you know, he's my son. There's no way he'd ever do this. And Bart just has to confess. He's like, like, mum, I don't want you to see this because I'm really embarrassed by it. But then he, back in the day when all the TVs used to play the same thing, puts in the VHS and Bart comes clean. Mm. As you can see on the screens behind him, then he actually st- stole. And um, Homer here, look, my son's a thief. Like, even Homer's like really oh. sad. He's not angry. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I... Um hadn't watched this in a while and I'd never watched it with subtitles and watching it on uh, our pals at Disney Plus yep. you see that Lisa says but I didn't expect this even from you and oh. you know Homer's saying my son's a thief he's not saying it loud or anything like that it's very under his breath oh does, does Lisa say it at that point I never heard that part yeah Lisa says something and you could barely hear it but yeah. uh, it came up on the subs it's like I didn't expect this even from you oh okay yeah okay I've never, I've never I think I've ever heard that I'll have to go back and check it out Stealing! 
How could you? Haven't you learned anything from that guy who gives those sermons at church? Captain, what's his name? We live in a society of laws. Why do you think I took in all those police academy movies? For fun? Well, I didn't hear anybody laughing. Did you? Except that that guy who made sound effects. <laughs> hug, hug. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. Stay out of my booze. I love that Homer thinks he's, he's, he's sort of on a bound to do the right thing or to, you know, be the voice of reason and authority in this, but he still buggers it all up because whether it's the captain or whatever at church or the police academy thing, it's hilarious. <laughs> and then he, he gets distracted. For fun? <laughs> Why didn't hear anyone laugh? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, who's the guy? Is it Michael? Who's the guy? Does the Winslow. Funny? Winslow. Yeah, I saw him live once. I may have mentioned this before on the podcast and it was funny for about 10 minutes. Mm. And after about 10 minutes, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's your it. thing. Okay. What you're doing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was still funny for 10 minutes. <laughs> but then he started doing like Asian accents and stuff. And I was like, oh no. Oh, oh my. <laughs> oh, well, no, no. Leave that, leave that to the professionals on four finger discount. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what does, what does Homer end up here? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay out of my booze. <laughs> Marge is just blank. She's just sitting there looking off into nothing. It's really great. Acting from Julie and just directing and animation, just everything about this is... That's it, what I wrote here. Just great work by Julie Kay. Yeah. Just everything about this, just the way she looks, the way she says the line. It's just, yeah, it's, it's really, it's perfect, really. You just know it just sucked so bad to disappoint Marge. Yeah. And um, like Bart, Bart's almost like wants to be yelled at. He's like, do you want me to do anything? Why don't mm. you just go to bed? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Look, it sucks to be yelled at, but I think the silent treatment is even worse. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you, you, it's like you've broken their heart. You haven't pissed them off. You've mm. broken their heart. She puts the picture on the wall and it tilts slightly. Another great sea plant for later on in the episode. Mm. Which, because it balances it out later on. Bart and Lisa are now brushing their teeth. Lisa explains that, you know, mum's really upset. I can tell she's really upset. Bart sort of says, will this be one of those forever type things? I don't mm. know. And then he's laying in bed and... He hears Lisa's bedtime story, and Lisa's still enjoying it. Yep. But then Bart thinks he's going to be getting his bedtime story, but he doesn't, does he? He does not. He just gets good night. Yeah, I, I just think I just, this is amazing. Like, look, this just this is one of the highlights of the episode for sure. This one scene yeah. here. Oh, great! The Tuck In Express is right on time. Good night. Tell you what else is a highlight. Well, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, yeah. but that mushroom actually—I mean, not that mushroom—that marshmallow. Oh yeah, I know, right? Actually, it's really good when it just yep. sucks up all the hot chocolate, turns into like a little hot chocolate sponge. Yeah, it looks delicious. Yeah, Grandpa's got the right idea. I'll have a slice. <laughs> Give me a slice. But <laughs> before that, Homer is figuring out Bart's punishment. First of all, he's grounded. No leaving the house. Not even for school. And of course, no eggnog. Period. And no stealing for three months. <laughs> uh, like you said, when you think Homer thinks he's being doing the right yeah. thing, he's trying. And Marge just simply cannot believe it. And it's this again, great acting where she's like, you know, he used to be my special little guy, but somewhere on the line, he, his hand slipped away from mine. Hmm. He's not my little baby anymore. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is like, this is beautiful, really good stuff. Yeah. She blames herself. You know, maybe I mother him too much. And uh, we get the snow overnight. She didn't wake up Bart. So this is where I was saying earlier, I don't think she's being mean to Bart now or trying to ignore him. She's just allowing him to, just treating him like an yeah. adult as opposed to her little boy. Yeah. Because she thinks that's what he wants. Maybe that's maybe maybe she he feels that she's Yeah, baby. this has got to be the next step in their relationship. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the first step you take when you separate from your mother is when, like, when you stop breastfeeding. Like Nicola said it was a really big deal for her. She, Nicola was like really upset when Elliot stopped breastfeeding because... He just stopped one day and she she always called it like her journey, like the breastfeeding journey. And mm. I remember when, when Elliot stopped breastfeeding, it was almost like that connection was oh. was gone. And she, like, it took Nicola a couple of days to sort of get over the fact that like that's not going to happen anymore because she didn't get to enjoy it. She goes, I just wish I got to enjoy that last one, that last connection. Yeah. So um, all you oh. soon-to-be mothers out there, make sure you, if you're able to and you, you choose to, Cherish the breastfeeding journey as much as you can. No comment. 
We're now at Millhouse's, and he he said to Millhouse, you know, I wonder if my mom will stop loving me. Oh no, do you want? Do you ever wonder if your mom will ever stop loving you? And he's like, nah, I'm more worried about his piranhas. That was a piranhas. What movie was he talking about? Was that a movie or just something that he's made up? I think it's something he's just made okay. up. Okay, it does seem pretty rad though. This is long before uh, what's that piranha tsunami or well, piranha tornado one? Oh, you mean Sharknado? Oh, maybe it's Piranha 3D. Wasn't there a movie called Piranha 3D or something? There certainly was, and it's dope. I oh, love really? Piranha 3D. Okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> oh, it's sick. <laughs> don't let don't let the kids anywhere near it. Oh, okay, but it's it's chock a block with insane gore and uh, and grotesqueness. Chock a block with full frontal nudity. It's awesome. <laughs> it's Guy Davis way. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah. I actually I was I was thinking about something to watch last night, so I went down to the library and was like, hmm, perhaps Dread. It's a pretty good movie. Um, or what? Or the old my old favorite Demon Knight from the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. But also like, oh, Piranha three D, maybe. So I brought it out from the uh, from the shelves to proximity to the TV, and what did I end up watching? Not those. <laughs> I I tell you what, I ended up watching instead. <laughs> I got all these horror movies. And action movies. I ended up watching Little Women. <laughs> Honest to God, for some reason I was like, they were Little Women. <laughs> it was so good. It's such a good movie. This is the new one, the most recent one. Okay. It's it's really really sweet, and it was just good for this time of year as well. Yeah, uh, you gotta watch things that are wholesome at this point, don't you? You do indeed, and this is just wholesome with a capital hole. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh- Listeners, if you're in the mood for something that's going to give you the warm and fuzzies uh, this holiday season, I highly recommend the 2019 or 20, I think it was the 2019 version of Little Women. Okay. Very good indeed. But getting back to um to the scene with, with Barton Millhouse, what I really liked that was how funny was that Bone Storm is now not a thing anymore. Like Bone Storm <laughs> was what set up this whole story, but now mm. that neither of them want to play with it, it's like, ah, that's old news. That was last week. No, I want to play with this cup and ball now. <laughs> and because Millhouse wants to play with it, Bart wants to play with it. He doesn't want to play... Well, he has Bone Storm in his hand now, and he just throws it away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how, it's how kids are. It's, how, it's just how humans are, isn't it? How men are. Oh, uh, short attention spans, absolutely. But this is where Millhouse, once again, an absolute shithead. Bart smoking. I'm like, ugh. Horrible, horrible friend. But as Bart's being shooed out of the house by Luann... He asked if she can hang around while she does mum stuff, and she's yes. like, "Oh yeah, of course you can. I'd, I'd love to have because obviously Millhouse doesn't want to do that anymore. I'd love to have someone hanging out with me. They're sending out the Christmas cards. I love Bart's. Tell me I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's now on his way home, and he hears Marge laugh, and the family are all having a good time. They're building a snowman family. It's like looking into a living snow mirror. <laughs> but again, Marge here. You know, she she thinks she's doing the right thing, but you know she wasn't deliberately excluding him. But you know, I thought you might be a bit too old for it. But but no, if you if you want to, you can you know go get the snow from under the car. <laughs> it sounds like she's being a bitch, but she's not. It's just all yeah. the snow's been used. <laughs> and Bart tries, but no, nah, it doesn't work, does it? It does not. It is a <laughs> a disgrace and a failure. Yeah, you feel bad for Bart here, but yeah, it, it, it all turns out well in the end. But he looks inside the house and. He sees the family all watching TV together and having a good time. Bart's like, ah, fuck this. So he walks off again. Nelson's stolen a tyre this time. Just <laughs> like a little replacement wheelbarrow tyre. Yeah, exactly. And Bart says, you know, they think of a black sheep. I'll show him what a black sheep can do. And you're supposed to think he's going to do what Nelson's been doing and stealing again. But no, he goes in and he does the right thing, which we will soon find out. Mm. The family now spraying fake snow on the Christmas tree. And it's making Lisa Way too dizzy. much. <laughs> way, way, way too much, especially indoors. Bart just sort of creeps in. Looks very suspicious. <laughs> it does, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's a pretty obvious bait and switch that they're doing, but still. Yeah, but still. Uh, it's understandable why Marge and Homer would think he's probably stolen something again. What I liked about it too is, again, Marge is trying to include him when he walks and he goes, oh, you're home. Yeah, you can help mm-hmm. me spray the cookies. Like, she's not... Yeah. She's not cold-shouldering him entirely. But it's almost like she's forgiven... Not for, not forgiven him for what he's done, but you know, it's all right. Yep, you're you're a part of this now. You can, you're yeah. included. But she sees that he's hiding something, and he, she starts going, all right, what have you got this time? You can't run away from me. I spent th- 23 hours a day here. Homer <laughs> takes such pride. Get him, ma. <laughs> Blocking the doorway. And Bart hands over the photo. There's no place left to run, Bart. Hand it over. Oh, Bart. I can't believe you did this. 
I wanted to surprise you for Christmas. Oh, sweetie, this is the best present a mother could get. I love you so much, my little bitty Barty. Mom. Since I got my present early, I think you should get yours early, too. Bart got a present early? Then I should get a present early. I want a present! Lisa, you have to wait. Uh, this is the worst Christmas ever. Now, I know you love video games, and I asked the clerk which is the one every boy wants. <gasps> you got me! Oh, oh yeah! <sighs> Thanks, Mom. I've got here, honestly, could possibly be my favorite Simpsons moment of Aww. all time. Yeah. Uh, everyone has their moment. I think this minute of, of the episode is my favorite moment in the history of the Simpsons. I think it's just the music, Marge, Julie's acting, the the fact that Bart, it's like the fact that he's restored his faith with his mother. I just think it's just fucking, it, I, I can't say enough good words about this. I think it's really, 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 really beautiful. What about you? I think it's really, really beautiful. It's very nice. I do like it a lot. Just even the way she puts the photo up on the on the old photo and it yeah, tilts it and, and straight and, and it, it brings everything back into balance. Yes, that's very sweet. And and as and as we get obviously, she gives him his present early as well. And Lee Carvalho's putting challenge, the the directing of for him to go <gasps> and he unwraps it and then pulls it down and you see Marge's face like, <gasps> are you excited? And it's, it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, just what a parent would say as well. I asked the guy at the store yeah. and he said, this is the one the kids love. It's yeah. like, someone wants to get rid of Lee Cuffett. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But just the, thanks mom. Like, it's just, oh fuck, <laughs> I love the ending. This is, this, this, honestly, I'll say it now, this is my favourite, my favourite moment ever. By the end of it, he has grown up because he's realised not to be a brat and like, your mum has done something very nice for you. It's not what you yeah. want, but part of being an adult is lying through your teeth sometimes. Exactly right. Yeah. If it makes the ones you love feel better. And we get the iconic Lee Carvello's putting challenge ending. <laughs> Welcome to Lee Carvello's putting challenge. I am Carvello. Now choose a club. You have chosen a three wood. May I suggest a putter? Three wood. Now enter the force of your swing. I suggest Feathered Touch. You have entered Power Drive. Now push seven, eight, seven to swing. Ball is in. Parking lot. Would you like to play again? You have selected no. Just to rewind quickly. It was weird hearing Nelson and this not do the traditional. <laughs> Occasionally, he'd be sort of like doing... <laughs> he sort of laughed, he goes... <laughs> that was like his yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah. They True. hadn't refined it down to that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the Carvalho ends the episode. But as I said at the start, top five episodes for me of all time. I watch this every single Christmas Eve. It's just, this episode really puts me into the Christmas oh. spirit. It's just so wholesome. It's so relatable for me because I stole <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that Disney Adventures magazine. The way I did it was, I think I've explained it before, but... <laughs> We're at No Frills Supermarket at Cariah Village. Oh, gosh. And I remember at B, you know how the, the, the magazine stands near the checkouts there? And I was like, Mum, I really want this Disney Adventures magazine. They were smaller magazines. Mum was like, no, you're not getting it. But Mum was buying like a TV guide or Woman's Weekly or something. So oh. I slipped it into that. <gasps> but, but then when the checkout girl swiped it through, this Disney Adventures went fucking flying across the thing. And Mum, I, I looked at it. I looked at the checkout girl. She looked at my mum. I looked at my mum. We all looked at each other. I was like, oh no. I could, I could, I literally could, I saw bow, bow, bow. The, the disappointment that Bart sees in Marge's eyes. That's what I saw in my mum's eyes that day. She was so sad. Oh, and, um, dude. But yeah, but yeah, it's just Marge being up proud, a fucking incredible piece of television, in my opinion. I enjoyed it very much as well. It's a very nice way for us to sort of round out this year of Four Finger Discount, yeah, I guess. Some wholesomeness, a little sweetness. Yes, yes. yes. So we hope you're all having a fantastic holiday season festive season hope you all do exactly what you want to do on christmas day whether it be hang out with family hang out on your own whatever you prefer to do you do it it's been a shit couple of years as guy mentioned and we want you to uh to enjoy yourselves and we hope you've 
enjoy listening to our recap review of Marge Be Not Proud, a really great Christmas episode. Funnily enough, this was the first Christmas episode they tackled since the pilot. It took them another oh. seven seasons. Apparently, they never. They, Bill Oakley has said they were never game to do it again because it would have taken away from the um, the pilot because that was like the Simpsons Christmas special. Okay. But, um, but I'm glad they did because it sort of became more of a thing where they did Christmas episodes every year and it's nice when you go on like Disney Plus now and it's like the Simpsons Christmas episodes and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch these <laughs> and stuff, you know. So, but yeah, Marge Be Not Proud, an absolute fantastic, fantastic episode. Thank you all once again for your ongoing support throughout 2021. 2022 is going to be an even bigger year for us here at Four Finger Discount. All the new shows we're going to be unleashing on your ears. But, oh. you know, Four Finger Discount is the bread and butter. And we do love that you guys are big Simpsons fans like ourselves and you enjoy listening to us talk about the show, which I still consider to be the greatest show of all time. Mr. Davis, any final words for our amazing listeners out there? Merry Christmas from Four Finger Discount, dude. Shh.